Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start this episode, we would love it if you followed us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And we would love it even more if you gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use that allows you to give people ratings. Uh, And with that, today we are rewinding our own rewinds. We are fixing our MCU movie rankings, and this time we're using some arbitrary form of empirical evidence. Tony, tell everyone what that means. Alright guys, so in this episode we'll be re-ranking all 14 of the films we have covered, plus two more that Al and I have covered, but you haven't heard, so you'll disregard those rankings when you hear them in the future. Um, you've probably heard us, every time we cover a movie, complain that we did a terrible job early in our podcasting career uh, ranking our movies. So, for today, for 4th of July, or if you're outside of America, for National MCU Rewind Day, which is the 4th anniversary of our podcast, um, we're going to re-rank these movies using a point system. That way we don't need a tiebreaker, and because Al and I both agreed cold hard math is the best way to assess the quality of art. Um, So, what we'll be doing is um, Al and I uh, will be giving up to 5 points each to... uh, each movie in uh, five different categories. Those categories are protagonists, which are the heroes and all their allies. Antagonists, anyone who's against their heroes. Action, humor, and then the last 12%, which is anything extra we think a movie deserves uh, credit for, uh, something that's just not quantifiable in those previous four categories. At the end, we'll add them all up and uh, see the scores and our new rankings, which we will be using post-Spider-Man Homecoming, because we already recorded that one, and we planned poorly. (laughs) That's right. But, you know, after four years, not much has changed. We still plan poorly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We haven't learned. (laughs) All right. So, without further ado, uh, we'll be starting in chronological order. With 2008's Iron Man. And when Tony says chronological, he means chronological of movie release date. Uh, release order. Or else I would be starting with Captain America, the first Avenger, which we're not. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, so, Al, up to five points. Uh, what would you give the protagonists in this okay. for Iron Man? Well, so we've got uh, Tony Stark, who goes on to become you know one of the the biggest characters uh, in the mcu overall but just for this movie let's keep things localized mm-hmm. um it, it's it's pretty standard pretty basic kind of superhero storyline right it's you know he's a person some bad thing happens and then he decides to become a hero and he got some cool stuff that goes on um but overall i i'd say kind of middle of the road so i'm giving it a three on the protagonist yeah i would say the same. I'm trying to think of the, who I would consider protagonists. Obviously, Tony, Pepper, Coulson, Rhodey, and Jensen. Um, I Tony gets a point. Coulson gets a point. Pepper gets a point. I wouldn't give Rhodey or Jensen points. I mean, I don't know why I'm quantifying it like this. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, are you but, just going to keep adding people and then give them eight out of five points? No, I will have to choose five in every one. <laughs> Rhodey, because when he's gone in Iron Man, when that actor is gone in Iron Man 2, no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> 
and Yentian is a pretty basic um, father figure, do your best type guy. I mean, so I'll give him three as well. Okay. All right. Um, antagonists. All right. Antagonists are villains and other baddie type of people. Yeah. Honestly, like, I, I feel like this movie is really good, but now I feel weird because I, I keep giving middle or low scores mm-hmm. on things. And overall, in the antagonists, I'm probably, I guess I'm going to go with a two because as far as a movie goes, it spent, you know, the, the vast majority of time on hero character development. Um, the villain is, it's kind of a twist, you know, but it, the, the villain shows up in the last quarter of the movie pretty much. Yeah. I, I don't really know the, the time, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's very little as far as that goes. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a two pretty low on antagonist stuff here. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I like Obadiah, uh, even though he's not really a villain until the second half of the movie. My problem is uh, the Ten Rings. I can't even remember the name of those guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and this is a movie I've seen probably like fifteen times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but Obadiah is a really strong villain. I think so. I'll give this. A, I'll give him a three. I can't give him more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Humor that seems fair. Humor. This is where this movie shines. Um, yes. What do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to get some more points. Um, You know, a a lot of these movies in the MCU are going to get probably some pretty high marks as far as humor goes. Um, And, you know, I feel like we should have just defined how we rate, you know, between one and five. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess in my mind, I've been going with three being middle of the road, five being absolutely hilarious or, you know, top, you know, like this thing excels the most at this thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of these movies will probably end up a four for me. And that's exactly where this one, this one also okay. is a four. Uh, it has a good amount of humor uh, mixed throughout, you know, a bunch of different scenes. And uh, and it's, it, it, I laughed at more than I would expect to for a superhero, especially, especially, um, you know, during the time when this movie came out. Yeah. I, I can't think of any of these in the vacuum. I'm comparing them all to the other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I think there are... Um, let me look at the 16 we have here. So <laughs> Let me scroll down real quick. Yeah, there are definitely ones that are funnier. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I could give it a four. Maybe a... I think I'm going to go with three. Since I've just made the arbitrary rule that we're not doing... Point fives in this because that would just mess everything up. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, action. Okay, so this is a tough one mm-hmm. um, for me at least uh, because the action scenes that are in here are really good. Um, you know, when when you you've got Iron Man first showing up and doing cool Iron Man stuff, he you know flies to the desert and blows things up. That mm-hmm. scene was awesome. Um, then later he's fighting. Uh, Obadiah Stane, and uh, whose name I completely forget in the uh, his evil suit. Iron they don't say in the movie. So okay, Iron Monger. Um, but those scenes are are minimal, right? Like, so I'm gonna have to go back to middle of the road for me. I'm giving that a three. Yeah, 
I um I would give the same actually because for me it's the scenes where he fights terrorists when he has Mark One suit and the when he goes back to um the city that's sort of the G and it's not Gamora but that's what my brain went um <laughs> that place um those were awesome scenes I think. The when he's like dodging the plane was it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And then the final battle with um with Obadiah is like one of the weaker battles in the MCU for final okay. fights. All right, last twelve percent. Anything extra we would give this for? Give this points for? <laughs> um. You know, I, I have to give it some points because every single time we talk about an Iron Man movie, the the thing that I always have to pay attention to, no matter what, is the cool um, gears stuff with the suit going on and off. And honestly, by the time we got to uh, Iron Man's end in, mm. you know, Infinity War and Endgame, uh, he doesn't have the cool suit stuff getting on and off. Um, and I feel like they lost something when that happened. <laughs> but uh you know the the scenes here for for this movie. I think that right there gives it extra points. And so, um, I guess this is something you and I didn't really discuss. These yeah. are like extra points, right? It's not out of five. It's we can give it at most five, right? Correct. Okay, so this is acting a little bit differently. So I'm going to choose to give it an extra two points for that, and also a little bit, honestly, a little bit of nostalgia. I have to give it some points for that. So an extra two for me. All right. So is that four? Okay, just two. Isn't two and then an extra two. Yeah, yeah, two total. Um, I'm going to give it three points, three extra points. Uh, first of all, because of nostalgia, this is the one that started it all. You can't not give it credit for that. Mm-hmm. But also, um, one of my favorite things is uh, like seeing a hero learn their powers for the first time is one of my favorite things, and then actually seeing Tony build his Iron Man suit. And all the mishaps and stuff that happens with the Mark II and building that is probably still some of my favorite stuff in the MCU. <laughs> so, uh, current score: twenty-nine points for Iron Man, zero for everything else because we haven't we haven't done anything yet. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll go ahead and lead this next one, Tony, so that way yeah. you can give your an- answers first. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the next movie we're talking about, because this movie came out like less than a month after Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, the only uh, MCU film pretty much not done by Disney. Even the, the Spider-Man films kind of have some some uh, uh, stuff involved with that. Anyway, so Tony, in The Incredible Hulk, what score do you give for the protagonist category? I... I don't dislike Edward Norton's um, role or his acting, but it's not, it's not consistent with the Hulk we know afterwards. Um, Liv Tyler is just, she has a very specific place where she can act well. And Betty Ross is not one of her best acting roles. (laughs) I'm not, I don't hate this. But I can't give... I'm giving it a two. Also, because I can only think of two protagonists. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was also trying to think of more protagonists. Uh, um, well, there, there's Doc Samson. There's the guy who owns a pizza parlor. But... 
but yeah they they all got like what a scene half a scene something like that yeah exactly like um you know they're they're not very strong characters there there was pretty much no character development on the bruce banner side you know of a main character um same thing with betty too right like they, they were two characters who ended up in this situation and they did a pretty good job of getting out of it but mm-hmm. for the most part like they didn't they didn't change they didn't really become better um i guess the the only cool part of it from from the character's uh, perspective was uh you know edward norton then saying well i can be a hero and stop abomination like right at the end that was pretty much it so for all those same reasons i'm doing the giving the exact same score of two all right and moving on to the next category antagonists tony what do you give for that category i actually i like the antagonists more in the grab hulk than i like the heroes i think thunderbolt ross is uh i mean he's the first one they brought back <laughs> um <laughs> so i like them i also like uh eli roth's um emil blonsky not so much the abomination because he's just a greenish or no a grayish hulk but so i'm gonna go uh give it a three for this because emil Blon- or the abomination takes away a point i was gonna give it four but, yeah. <laughs> okay um so i'm going with the same score of a three for pretty much the same reasons um mm. You know, I, I love Eli Roth. I love the the character that he got. Um, uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Tim, eh. Tim, I mean, he's... Tim Roth. Sorry, Eli Tim. Roth is a director. <laughs> ah, okay. Did you say Eli Roth? I may have. I okay. knew it was wrong when it came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Roth was the last name. I just completely forgot his first name. All right. Um, anyway, uh, Thunderbolt Ross, I feel he's very one-dimensional. He just wants to take down... Uh, banner and or the hulk i'm I'm really not sure if in this movie he cares about one or the other mm-hmm. i feel like maybe they could have explored that a little better but they didn't and i feel like that kind of brings things down a little bit but yeah same thing with um you know other stuff that you've already said so like i said same points three for me also yeah all right so let's move on to the next category my favorite category of all of these humor tony what do you get for this movie? The Incredible Hulk doesn't... I mean, it has a few attempts at humor, but I don't think Roth or Liv Tyler have good comedic timing. Um, I'm got, I I don't, I think this is one of the least humorous ones. I'm going to give this a one. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's definitely one of the least humorous movies. Mm-hmm. I am teetering between a one and a two. Um, the the joke that I kind of already referenced at the end where uh, Bruce Banner jumps out of the plane because he, mm-hmm. he needs to force the Hulk to come out. And then towards the end, he just has that, oh no, look on his face of, I might just fall through this concrete and die. I think that alone is one of the funniest scenes uh, in the MCU as a whole. So I have to give it an extra point. So I'm giving it the two. Okay. I mean, my argument against that, I'm not going to change your score or anything, but my thought is like, they did that better in Thor Ragnarok. I guess that's true, yeah. But I don't <laughs> but, remember yeah. it well in from uh, Thor Ragnarok. Like you, uh, no, I, I love that scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. he just splatters on the Rainbow Bridge. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on to the next category, fourth out of five, action. What do you give for the action scenes in this movie? See, this is hard. Um, the 
the Hulk's power is punching, which isn't amazing. So, like, the last action scene is actually my one, uh, one I really dislike. But uh, Bruce on the run in the opening and um, uh, Emil Blonsky versus the Hulk at the college campus, I think it was really good also. So, but, like, for me, the last battle has to have more weight. So I'm going to give this one a three. Uh, just because the last battle was, I mean, it wasn't, it was kind of boring, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm pretty much going to echo everything you said, only instead of a three, I'm going to give it a two. And I think the reason for that is, uh, especially that, that end fight scene, it's, it's the same character that mm-hmm. the Hulk, Hulk is basically fighting himself. It's a mirror thing. And we get that a lot in the MCU, especially like in the first phase. And I think even in, in a phase two. Um, and, and I feel like that, that gets boring. Um, some of the movies do it better than others. And this one did not do it, do it better than, than the others. And I, I think that's that it, it is, uh, a net negative because of that. Yeah. Um, but also one of the things about the, the Hulk in this movie is when you just see the Hulk show up and everyone runs, that's like, that's the, the, the ultimate thing that you're you're looking for right like when i watch the iron man movies i'm looking for those cool gears and him to do stuff when i watch the hulk movie however rare that is um <laughs> i'm i'm waiting for that point for it to effectively become a monster movie to, to quote you back when we uh first rewound that yeah. movie because he just shows up and no one is ready to fight that and it's yeah so mm-hmm. that's fair all right, so the last bit of this, the last 12%. Tony, are there any extra points that you want to give this movie and, and why? No. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> There's one thing I could think of, like I could argue that it's cool that they... No, I'll give it one. I'll give it one. I like that they um, uh, add in some Captain America lore uh, way before when you or at least me personally, before I knew Captain America was coming out with the whole uh, super soldier serum. So I'll give that a plus. (laughs) All right. I was about to give it a zero also. And then you actually gave a really good reason for this. So I'm just going to echo what you said. I'll expand on it just a little bit. Um, It's not just the Captain America stuff. At the end, they also bring in Tony Stark and then say, hey, we're starting all this stuff with a uh, shield. Do you want to, you want to get in on this uh, Thunderbolt Ross? And so that was the, the first, um, you know, multi movie crossover type of thing, you know, kind of leading to the Avengers. That, that is true. I was surprised. Uh, I remember this because I, this was before I really like followed superhero news and stuff like that. And I, and I missed like the, sh- the brief shield references in the opening credits. So I was shocked when tony stark came out mm-hmm. very happily shocked but i was shocked <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah yeah um so um i swear i'm not going to do this again i I'm, th- I'm this is my one time where i'm going to do this but i'm going to go back and actually give an extra point to iron man during mm-hmm. my last 12 percent um because of the end scene with uh nick fury showing up talking about shield and all this stuff uh that's just so cool i i, I have yeah. to i have to make sure i mention that so all right like i said not gonna do that again i swear just have to do that well we'll see we'll see (laughs) all right iron man 2 
We got we got our protagonists. We got the same protagonist I said last time, so I'm not gonna go through it again. <laughs> and Black Widow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh what what's your opinion on the protagonist? How many points are you given this for Iron Man 2? <laughs> um so I'm uh uh okay. I feel like I I'm like harder on the protagonists category than I am on the, the other categories. But I mm-hmm. just in the sense of, of keeping things uniform, I guess I'll keep it the same. Um, I'm going to go back with a three. Um, okay. We, you know, it's, it is better than Iron Man one, just in, as a mm-hmm. comparison, but it still feels like it's around the same, right? So we, we get more roadie. We get more, Happy. Also, Happy's just fun. We get Black Widow, which is awesome. Uh, we get more Nick Fury. Oh, you know what? I forget about Nick Fury. This movie's getting a four. Um, so We've we got very more. different opinions, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, you know, we, we're, we're getting more of that, that stuff. Um, and unfortunately, you know, as a result, you know, one of the things with this movie is uh, Tony Stark trying to pretty much save his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that side storyline just kind of brings the movie down a little bit. Um, and so that I, I have to get some points away from and all this stuff. So I'm going to go back to my original number of three. I should stop <laughs> saying numbers first. I'm, I should say my reasoning and then the number. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to do that from now on. But three, three is what I give protagonists. How about you, right. Tony? Well, um, well, I've got to answer your question. So I got to give a score first. <laughs> uh, I'm giving this two. Um, because I, okay, so the whole point of our podcast is we we rewind. We're not going to pretend like we didn't, don't know what's coming in the future. Um, we get better Don Cheadle Roadie in the future. We get better Black Widow in the future. I think she's a really thin kind of eye candy-ish character in this. Like, she's not even a character in this. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like that the um, one of the major conflicts of uh, between Tony and Peter, Peter Pepper, <laughs> that's some type of Freudian slip apparently. <laughs> Tony and Pepper, um, they're they're kind of conflict against each other. If Tony just told her like any communication, it would have been okay. I don't like problems that are caused because characters don't talk to each other. That's why I don't like. Uh, I don't watch the DCCW stuff anymore because that's like half of the conflict or more than half of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big pet peeve of mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Fury was good. Tony is always good, but it's just like that stuff just sucked away from it. So I'll give it two. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know who's introducing this. So antagonists. <laughs> uh, it's your category or your, your, your turn to do introduce introductions. Okay. So I'll talk first. Antagonists. Um, okay, trying to remember the antagonists in this movie. Uh, you have, what was his name? Whiplash? Yep. Um, it, it's a little hard to remember some of these in the earlier movies because they didn't say the name of the character. Although they kind of keep that going throughout the rest of the MCU. So, yeah. um, he, uh, This is another, uh, a similar thing where the villain is the same as the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a cool suit. He's a smart person. Uh, he ends up working for off-brand Stark Industries who, when he goes to work for Hammer. Um, now, in addition to that, you also have Hammer, which I guess I'm going to count yeah. as an antagonist. Um, 100%. Which is kind of... Hmm? 100%. Okay, yeah. Um, which, 
honestly, Justin Hammer, just a fun character uh, being around. So I, I kind of have to add points for that. Um, so I'm going to go back to my middle of the road points, give this one a three. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. Like, uh, Venko, a.k.a. Whiplash, not great. Um, but Hammer is really good. So, like, I would be, like, two and a half, but then they have the bird. And the bird's the antagonist. He's with, on the villain side. So I got to give it three. <laughs> round up. I was trying to decide if I'm going to round up or round down in the bird. <laughs> okay. Um, humor. All right. Um, yeah, so, go ahead. <laughs> humor's a hard one because I don't remember a lot of the humor in this movie. Um. I, pretty much the, the majority of the jokes and stuff that I can think of or the, the lightheartedness that I like is around Justin Hammer. Um, mm-hmm. So for that alone, I I guess because it was so limited, I'm going to give it up too. Yeah. I agree with you, especially comparing to Iron Man 1. Um, yeah, some of the jokes just didn't hit. Uh, and Yeah, so I'm giving it a 2 as well. Um, action. So we've got our action scenes of uh, Monaco. Um, the final action scene. Is there a third action scene? Um, I, I don't know if you count this as action, but I'm going to. Um, in terms of like cool visual effects, mm-hmm. uh, the opening to the movie where Tony jumps out of the plane and he's like flying to back in yeah. black and all that stuff. That was just cool. Yeah, um, I wouldn't put that action, but one I did forget was Rhodey or War Machine versus Iron Man when they're fighting <laughs> in the house. God, honestly, because of that scene alone, I want to re- remove it. I know. Um, <laughs> and because of that, I'm. I think I have to give this. Uh, I. I want to say two. But I feel like that's not as like I, I feel like this action is middle of the road compared to Iron Man, which I gave a three. I no, I'm gonna. I, I still feel like I have to do it. Uh, I have to give this one a two. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm echoing you a lot, but I'm giving it a two as well. Uh, mostly because, as I've said multiple times, my favorite um, superhero action is when superheroes are just being doing their regular job before the plot kicks in. And we don't get that with Tony. We think we're going to get that with Tony. And then he lands at the Stark Expo. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, last 12%. Anything extra you would give this uh, any points for this? Um, You know, I I keep talking about how cool Justin Hammer was. Uh, and I get to give it a point for that. Just for Justin Hammer showing up. And that's it. Nothing else really pops out. Yeah. I think like anything extra I'm not going to give this a um any credit for the easter eggs because though we have cool easter eggs um that's kind of to the detriment of the movie it spends a lot of time setting other things up compared to actually caring about what's happening to Tony mm-hmm. so I'm not giving it any extra points okay so a uh, quick roundup just of the first three out of 16 movies that we're going to talk about uh, Iron Man 1 is in the lead with 30 points. The Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 are both tied at 20 points. So, uh, all right. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's move on to the fourth movie that was released for the MCU, Thor, the first one. 
Um, and let's go ahead and talk about the protagonists. So, Tony, what are you thinking as far as points-wise and reasoning for the protagonists? Yeah, I'm thinking, well, Thor is not a great hero at this moment. Uh, I think he's a pretty bland character until I like Taika Waititi gets his hands on him. Honestly, <laughs> it takes a while. It does, but um, and then like the sporting characters, we got the Warriors three, we got Sif, and then we've got uh, Natalie Portman and her crew. Um, and I guess Odin. It's a huge cast, and we've got some high points. But it's not great. Is there's no like Darcy stands out to me. Odin stands out for me, but no one else from that. So I'm gonna give this these guys a three. A little better than Gravel Hulk and Iron Man too, but not much. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> so overall, as a movie goes, and I'm gonna probably keep echoing the the sentiment. Um, you know, I, I was thinking the other day for some reason about Thor. Um, and it had nothing to do with this. But my thought, the, the thing I was thinking of was it wasn't until the third movie that it got really good. Mm-hmm. And any other series would have been canceled. But because it's part of the MCU and Thor as a character was in all of the Avengers movies, that kind of stuff, uh, you know, he, he got that extra time. And so it worked out. However, this movie, I don't remember why it it takes so long. This is one of those movies where I know a lot of stuff happens but I can't remember at all what it is. Mm-hmm. And part of that, I'm sure, is because of the protagonists. Um, you know, I, you know, Thor having to learn to just be a good person, I guess, is his, is his hero journey. Because he already has all this power and everything. Um, and, uh, and then also Darcy. Darcy's great. Um, so I, I think because of that, I, I'm going to give it a two. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to the next category, the antagonists. Tony, what are you thinking? <clears throat> so when I chose the name antagonist and protagonist, I was thinking of this because S.H.I.E.L.D. is an antagonist in this. They're not villains, but they are against Thor's goals. So in a film where our antagonist consists of Loki, Coulson, Hawkeye, and I know this will sway you in no way, but one of the Frost Giants is played by a guy who's on Critical Role, one of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give this, uh, specifically for Loki, a 5 out of 5. He is the best part of this movie and best part of a big chunk of the MCU. So I'm going to give this 5 out of 5 for him. <laughs> okay. Um. This, this is a tough one because this goes back to my overall sentiment of the movie of just not remembering how like not just not remembering the stuff mm-hmm. that happened. So just like you said, you know, even though Coulson was here and Hawkeye, I barely remember them even having much many scenes like much screen time in the movie itself. Um, Loki was great. Yeah. But also very intro. Uh, I. I'm going to give it a four overall, but I feel like I'm rounding up when I probably shouldn't be. So, but that's it. That's it. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Moving on to humor. What do you think, Tony? This is, is, this is a hard movie to talk about the humor. 
Because <laughs> um, some of it's... The Asgardian stuff in particular is like super serious. Or takes itself very seriously, at least. Um, the fish-out-of-water stuff with Thor is pretty funny. Where he asks for a, a cat or a dog big enough to ride. Shattering the glass, asking for another. Uh, anything with Darcy, frankly. <laughs> I think this is a pretty good humor-wise uh, for half the movie. The other half, not so much. So I'm going to give it three. <laughs> All right. Um, I have the exact same sentiment, so I'm just going to give it the same score. But I do also want to count the uh, the running joke of where uh, Jane keeps running over Thor. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, let's move on to action. What do you think of the action in this movie, Tim? Uh, the action's weak in this movie. Uh, we get the cool frost giant scene. Um and then we have him fight the destroyer which is not amazing and then the one-on-one versus loki has some cool visuals but nothing amazing so i'm going to give that uh the action wise a two all right and i am also giving it the same score of a two um for the same reasons right when when he's Mm -hmm. fighting the destroyer like he gets his powers back and then he just like one hits it i think something to that effect uh and yeah the the Frost Giant stuff at the beginning of the movie was cool, and that's it. So I mean, the, this is a movie where he gets his powers by sacrificing himself, effectively. So it's not like like he's growing or like getting better or something. It's just kind of this Deus Ex Machina that happens at the end. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's finish this up with the last twelve percent. Tony, are there any extra points that you want to give this movie? Yeah, I'm going to give it one point, um, and that's because. Even though they have my least favorite line of magic is just science that we don't understand yet. Um, they still introduce a version of magic into the MCU, which is a big step. Especially after like science robot suit and science created monster. So I'll give them a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought that they did a pretty good job introducing Loki. Um, mm-hmm. and I kind of gave those points already with antagonists, but just overall the, you know, where they went with that as a character and everything around him, got to give an extra point for that. Honestly, that's it. Plus, you know, Coulson showing up again, yeah. uh, is always great. I love Coulson. All, All right. right. Uh, so this movie, as far as points did better than I was expecting 26. So it's currently yeah. in second. All right. We can move on. Um, moving on to Captain America, the first Avenger. So, uh, start off with our protagonists. We got Steve, we got, um, uh, Peggy, we've got Bucky, the Howling Commandos, all the crew. What would you give that, Al? Um, I don't, like, I'm trying to think of a reason to not give this five, because they're all great, amazing characters, Mm -hmm. and I can't think of anything, so I just have to go with five. Like, they're all great, they all do so well. Um, uh, and then you also have, oh, I completely forgot his name. Um, Agent K. Uh, oh, the, the actor's um, name. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like, I, I just, I, all-star cast, the characters themselves in the movie was great. So I, I have to give it five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a reason why not to give it five. <laughs> I, I could argue Maybe maybe for a four, just saying that they don't give the commandos enough to do. But no, they're still interesting and they're 
good background characters, and some of them show up in Peggy Carter, so they get more screen time. Okay, and you're not going to remove a point because we could have had all of these awesome scenes of the protagonists, um, but instead we got a montage. That's when we get the action, but we'll talk about that. (laughs) All right, that's fair. (laughs) Um, Antagonists. We've got Hydra. We've got the Red Skull. We've got Armin Zola. How do you feel about these guys? Um, so I don't want to give a lot of points for Arnim Zola because he was a really small part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it's really hard in any kind of movie to make Nazis interesting because by default you just hate them and mm-hmm. they're very boring. You know, they're just like zombies. Um, but I think with the Red Skull, they did a pretty good job, right? They, you know, mm-hmm. as a character from the comics, there's a ton of storyline there. So it was a little bit easier to just, you know, grab in some of that stuff. Um, but this was another case where the villain was essentially the same as the hero. Only in this case, the villain was a little bit better because he was already smart as a person and experimenting. So you, you kind of mm-hmm. get that that interesting dynamic. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm gonna have to go with a four. I'm, I'm I keep teetering between a three and a four, and I, I think I'm gonna have to round up. I'll give it a four. Yeah, I'm going to give it the same. For the same reasons, I think, I think uh, Red Skull's a underrated villain. People don't talk about him with best villains because we have some pretty good villains in the MCU now, not back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I think obviously in Phase One, he's the second best villain. So I'll give that to him. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Um, action. You mean humor? Uh, humor, because I took off my glasses for a second. <laughs> So that helps. Humor. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this movie was. Uh, I I kept referring to this movie back when we were doing our rewinds and everything as one of the first movies to to really start the the MCU style, and uh, it, that style has evolved over time. But right after this movie came out, the subsequent movies after it were very similar. Uh, the Avengers had a lot of that same humor, all that kind of stuff. Um, not Thor: The Dark World, but you know, it, you know what I mean, right? Like the 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 action mixed in with a lot of uh, zany jokes or something to that mm-hmm. effect. Um, and so I thought it, it did a really good job of that, uh, still keeping a good tone for the movie. And so I, I have to give this a four out of five. Uh, I wasn't laughing nonstop, so I'm, I'm not going to give it you know full maximum points, but. Uh, still really good, really funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I am. I think the humor is probably the weakest section of this movie. Um, not that it's not entertaining because it is. It's just I can't think of a joke. Like most movies, I can think of a joke that I enjoy at least one, and like in as much as I love the first Avenger, I can't think of a joke that comes to my mind right away. So I'm going to give this three for humor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on to action. Uh, Shield-related fight scenes. <laughs> uh, what, what's your thoughts on this? On this? <laughs> uh, all right. Th- this is another tough one. Um, it's definitely not middle of the road. It, it actually no. had quite a few action scenes. Uh, and they were, they were all pretty good. Uh, so with not thinking of anything specific i'm just going to give it a score of four and and move on um it's it's definitely not on the close to five it's definitely a solid four for me but i could see 
like 3.8 or something. But anyway, that, that just giving more of my reasoning why I went with four. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna give it a three. I uh, and you guys all know why uh, the freaking montage. Um, also, especially since uh, my least favorite shot of him throwing the shield at the camera and it's obviously a CGI shield is now part of the MCU logo. So I see that every time I start up a new MCU thing, it really bugs me. But anyway, um, the last twelve percent. Anything else, Al? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm gonna give it an extra two points in total right here, um, for things that I've already mentioned, but I just really want to stress them because I do think that they were very important to the MCU as a whole, and also mm-hmm. just for the movie, right? The, the, the big thing was the tone, and the humor that was involved with it, along with the, the action mixing that stuff into um and also for this being um one of the movies where even though the hero was essentially the same as the villain you know another one of those the villain was actually an interesting character um it's kind of the the first one in the mcu uh that i think i know the other ones you can make some arguments but i that's mine so i'm giving it an extra two points for that i'm giving the extra four points uh mostly because of the aesthetic uh it's very much an Indiana Jones style movie. It's got the practical effects mixed with the CG, obviously, but they did more things on set than I think any Marvel movie has before or since. And I really appreciate that. And also, I love the tone of just like a 40s serial action movie, much like uh, Star Wars Indiana Jones. Nice. All right. Cool. So, uh, Captain America the First Avenger is currently in the lead with 38 points. Uh, now we can go ahead and move on to the one that I, I guess we'll we'll see how this turns out with the numbers. So mm-hmm. the next one is The Avengers, the first one. All right, Tony, there are a lot of protagonists in this movie. So what are you giving it like 12 points out of five? I mean, what, there's seven <laughs> protagonists, right? Eight, eight protagonists. Um, This is a huge feat. Uh, you've got... Si- uh, eight protagonists, counting Coulson and Fury and the six Avengers. Um, Hawkeye gets a little bit of the short shift, but when he's on the team, he's also, like, you know who he is. He's kind of cocky. He's, um, yeah, I, I gotta give this five. It's amazing. This is the first time they've ever done something like this, and they gave everyone their due. And I didn't think, I was worried it wouldn't be possible when I first saw this movie. Yeah, exactly. When you have this many characters in a movie and they're all good, like they, they all get enough screen time that uh-huh. it, it works out. Like it's it, it's crazy because, you know, I, I think the same thing about Infinity War when there are even more characters. And even that one, I, I feel like they did um, not as good as yeah. this Avengers movie, but they had, you know, more characters. So they each had less time. Um, I just side anecdote i remember back when before this movie came out they were talking about this movie maybe not even happening because uh so many people wanted to make a ton of money uh like you know the the actors and they weren't sure that the avengers movie would even make money after paying (laughs) them and uh that was just a stupid thought apparently because this movie just made a ton of money Mm -hmm. and then kept going (laughs) yep yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, all right uh so let's move on to antagonists Tony, what do you think of the antagonists for this movie? Well, we've got one Loki and a billion Chitauri. So, <laughs> no, um, I mean, Loki was good. Loki, I think, is always going to be good. 
the fact that the Jatari were bland bring it down a little bit to me. Um, it's just like, yeah, they're they're a faceless generic army who also can be shut off once you bomb their space station. So I'm going to give this four because Loki at least is really interesting. Okay, um, yeah. and I'm I'm giving it the the same score of a four. Um, you know, there was also Thanos who showed up, um, mm. but every time I think of you know Loki's big standout stuff, like I always think of him in this movie. I don't really think of him in the Thor movies. Uh, maybe Thor Ragnarok, he did actually get yeah. some good stuff there, but this was was really where he he shined as a character. Um, and then uh, same thing as what you said with the Chitauri. They were. I, when it comes to a movie like this, where you really need to show the, the cool actionness of these heroes, you need a faceless army, right? And that's why in, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron, you have a faceless army of robots. And in Avengers Infinity War and also Endgame, you have the faceless army of, you know, whatever they're called that, that Thanos has. So, the um, Outriders. Yeah, them. So uh, that, that kind of does bring it down a little bit, but in a sense, it also helps uh, give a reason for the, the heroes to, to do their thing of uh, constant fighting, and etc. So, True. Yeah, also a four. Cool. Alright. Um, so, moving on to the next category, humor. Tony, what do you think of the humor in this movie? The humor is uh, top-notch. Uh, Steve is funny. Tony's usually funny. Um, even uh, well... Loki's interactions with Tony is great. Thor backtracking on <laughs> um, Loki being family is good. I'll, I'll give this humor a 5 out of 5. And I typed 6, so that's how much I really wanted to give it. <laughs> uh, I have nothing else to say. I agree with you exactly. Um, so many memes came out of this movie, too. Um, like the I get that reference, uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um that that still uh, sticks around. You don't get a lot of them that stick around that long. So yeah, yeah, five out of five. Let's move on to the next category: action. Uh, there was like half a scene of action in this movie, right? So I, I don't yeah, think yeah, nothing, give a lot almost of them. nothing. <laughs> All right, what do you think, Don? I mean, this is still some of the best action. I mean, this is just an overall amazing movie. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The the one at the ends iconic, but also. We get a little preview of Thor versus Hulk. Um, in fact, the whole Hulk rampage on the helicarrier was great. Um, I love Cap going up one-on-one versus Loki and then Iron Man helping him finish him off. Uh, yeah, this is amazing action. Black Widow, her introduction in this was great. Everything was great. <laughs> so five, yeah. in case you couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I also have to give it a five out of five, and I'm just gonna list more action, right? Like everything you listed was pretty much superpower type of characters, but also even the non superpower characters. The start of the movie, you know, Loki shows up and then he uh, takes over Hawkeye, and mm-hmm. Hawkeye's doing some stuff. And then we also see um, there's a little bit with Maria Hill who doesn't do too much as far as action, but Nick Fury also does. A decent amount you know his style what he would do as a character you know being a spy and the same thing with, with maria hill uh and, and that was also uh really cool uh just setting up the movie and everything uh so yeah also also have to give it a five yeah 
Cool. All right, Tony, let's move on to the last 12%. Do you want to give this movie any extra points? Why? Yes, for so many reasons. <laughs> no, just the achievement of bringing all the Avengers together. Um, the thing is, they do it better later, in my opinion, uh, especially with Endgame, much f- further down the road. Um, so I'm going to give it four, just so it's not like perfect, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> All right, I I have to do the exact same thing because this movie is so iconic. Like all of the Avengers movies themselves hold up so well on their own. Even like when you take into the fact that two of them are a two parter, and like just like mm-hmm. the first half of it, like is good on its own. Like this one, you can just sit down and watch it, and it's it's a completely self enclosed story. You don't really need to have seen the previous ones to understand what's going on here. Um, and they, they do a good job of the bringing the characters together to do something. Uh, a lot of times, so much time is lost and wasted on that concept that you don't get to see some of the cool stuff, the fun stuff that you want in, in movies. So um, just because of doing that, and on still, even if you, you go back and you see that scene of all of the Avengers just standing in the circle and you get the cool music and everything, uh, it's still really good. So have to give it a four. All right. All right. Uh, moving on to Iron Man 3. Yeah, really quickly, just want to point out, I know numbers are hard to do in an audio medium, but currently the Avengers is sitting at number one with 46 mm. points, with Captain America the first Avenger slightly behind at 38 points. So... 46 is the number to beat. So, yes, as you said, Tony, moving on to Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, um, start with our protagonists. Again, we've got the same protagonist as last time with Iron Man. All right, go. <laughs> Except for Coulson, unfortunately. Oh, no more Coulson, because he has his own show. Um, yes. Which I don't remember when that came out in relation to this. So, the show might. Right start. after this came out. Oh, well, okay. Um, so, protagonist wise, you know, we've got uh, Tony. We've got Rhodey. We get a lot more Rhodey mm-hmm. in this movie. That's cool. Um, yeah, Pepper. We get a kid. Eh, all right, now we got a kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it, because Tony Stark, Iron Man, has shown up in, you know, this is the fourth movie that he's in, mm-hmm. uh, you have that other story and everything to build off of, and you get to really play with the character. When I first saw this movie, given the plot line and everything, I thought, eh, all right, it's not that great of a story, but rewatching it, I I think it's really good. It's one of my favorites. Um, like the, the storyline and the, the progression that he goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to give it a four for that reason. No, I agree. Especially since, uh, especially Rhodey has much more to do in this. And um, though Pepper is a damsel in distress, she also kicks some ass at the end. So it evens out. <laughs> <laughs> all right um god i have a short memory antagonists <laughs> it's the next category so a little bit to the right mm-hmm. yeah no it's like who's doing this <laughs> who's introducing this god antagonists uh we have the mandarin and the real mandarin who turned out is not the real mandarin because we already we all saw the shang chi episode or uh, trailer so <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, this is a tough one because you know, and, you get... and the vice president. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like I was saying, this was a tough one because 
you know, you, you go into the movie, you keep seeing, oh, cool, here's the the, the villain. This is going to be awesome. Uh, all right, I feel a little let down. It, it's cool the way they did it. It worked out. Um, but also, I have no idea really what the villain wanted in this case. Um, they wanted to make their cool power stuff for money, I guess. I don't... I, I they don't wanted fully... to sell it to the military, I think. So the plan was to kill the president because the vice president was like in their pocket because his grandchild had one leg. It's convoluted and dumb. So yeah, I don't think... Exactly. I won't give it a lot of points. <laughs> give it some points. Exactly. Yeah, the, this feels like low-tier Bond villain stuff. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I have to balance it out. I'll give it a... I'll give it a three. Yeah, I'll... I'll... Just saying, just going through the plan actually lower, dropped to the point for me. So I'm actually giving this a two. <laughs> I think the henchmen were cooler than the primary villain or uh, Trevor Slattery. But I'm giving it a two anyway. Um, humor. What do you think about the humor in this one, Al? Uh, you know, I don't remember much of the humor. I remember that there were a lot of times that I did laugh. Um, and so I, I just I have to go with the middle of the road, giving it a three again. Okay. Well, I'm going to even it out because I'm giving this one a four. I think this has the strongest humor of all the Iron Man movies, definitely. Um, I think Tony, especially Robert Downey Jr. is just, he's always been great as Tony Stark, but I think this is a high point in his Tony Starkness. Um, That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then action. All right. Um, so we get less Iron Man stuff, uh, mm-hmm. right? You know, suit armor uh, fighting for reasons, uh, but but uh, I feel like they overcompensate maybe a little towards the end. Um, I feel like this was good action. Um, I I have to give it a three. Um, I'm not saying that it was anything amazing, not bad at all, uh, middle of the road, but in like a positive way. So going with another three. I strongly disagree with you. Oh, okay. I am giving this a five for action. I liked Tony thinking on his feet without the Iron Man suit. Um, I liked Tony's uh, uh, remotely flying the Iron Man suit, especially since that was a real stunt they did with catching all those people. Um, That was a real stunt, and that's impressed me. The whole final battle with the dozens of Iron Man suits was I think the best scene in or action scene in all the Iron Man movies. So I'm giving this a five out of five for that. Okay, cool. All right. And then the final last 12% of the movie, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it one extra point um, mm-hmm. because th- this is one of the first times in the MCU that they really make a lot of changes to the or maybe not a lot of change, but they, they, they start to make some more deviations from the comics, the source material, yeah. and they do it in a good way, right? Like uh, at the end, when they remove all the stuff from Tony's chest, um, and I don't think that's something that ever happened in the comics. Maybe it did, and he put it back. I, I, I honestly don't know, but yeah. it, it feels like that's what they did, right? This is one of those, hey, it's always been this way, so we're going to leave it. Well, then they get to this scene like, now let's change it. Let, let's grow mm-hmm. the characters uh, some more in in this world, and it's it's nice to see when they do something like that, and it 
it uh, has a, a good effect. Um, you know, a thing that we don't complain about when they're like, hey, leave the source material alone. I, although I care way less about that now than I used to. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this two extra points. Uh, mostly because, like I said, I the creativity of all the suits, I was really impressed with. I love variety in powers or abilities, which is one of the reasons I like MCU in general. But just the creativity of creating all those suits um, for the final battle. But also, this is more of a character study of Tony Stark than it is a like a linchpin move the story forward Marvel movie. Like if this were made in a Disney Plus time, this would have been a Iron Man Disney Plus show, not an Iron Man movie. But I'm fine with that because Disney Plus shows are great character studies so far. So yeah. Okay. So two points. <laughs> Alright, sounds good. Alright, so let's move on to the next movie, Thor, the Dark World. So Thor number two. Alright, Tony, what do you think of the protagonists in this movie? <sighs> the protagonists are the same as the first Thor movie. So I'm going to give it the same points I gave it, which is a three. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they were the same, but I didn't feel like they did anything better. The, o- the only thing better, in my opinion, was Heimdall was better in this. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was going to give it a two, but you're right. Heimdall shows up. All right, I got to give it a three. Yeah. He's awesome. All right. All right. Um, then then yeah. we can move on to antagonists. What do you think of the antagonists, Tony? Malekith. <laughs> but Loki's in it. So I can't give it a straight zero. <laughs> I will give the villains one, yep, one point. I was thinking about that other guy, the guy who like mutates and stuff, right? But he does that stupid giant rock thing that I don't like, that I complain about. Where he's <laughs> a really small guy holding a really giant rock. So no, one point. Loki, <laughs> and only because Loki's in it, and he still an- antagonizes Thor. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm I'm on the edge between a one and a two, mm-hmm. but I I feel like I have to round down to a one because the same thing with Malekith. He's just bad guy exists to be a bad guy. And that's it. I there there's not much, so you gotta give it a one. Yep. Cool. Alright, so let's move on to the next category, humor. Tony, what do you think of that? Um, there's one joke in particular, <laughs> actually there's two jokes in particular that I can think of. One is Thor putting his hammer on the, um, what is it, the coat rack, which was nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, also him being jealous that she, that, uh, Jane was talking to another guy on the phone. So, um, yeah, I'll give this a two. It's not great. Loki was funny, but Loki's always funny. So I'll give it a two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just uh, again, just trying to think of other jokes and stuff there. There, there was a thing revolving Loki where um, what was it the, the Warriors three. And I think also Sif, um, they kept talking to, to Loki because they, you know, Thor and Loki were going to go off and, and do their, their thing. They had to run away from Asgard and they kept saying, uh, they kept threatening Loki. Like if you cross him, I'll kill you. Uh, and then like every single one of them had to do that to Loki. Uh, that, <laughs> that was a funny joke. But yeah. again, can't think of too many 
So yeah, the humor overall in this movie, pretty low. So also a two for me. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to action. What do you think of the action in this movie? Um, I like the action in this movie, uh, except for that rock thing that I complained about earlier. <laughs> I think this is some of the most creative action, especially with all the portals and the stuff they do with the portals. Yeah, it makes no sense that their little portal detectors suddenly are portal creators, but that's not what we're asking. We're asking if it's good action. And I think it is. I will give this, um, I would give this action a four. Okay. Um, I'm going with a three for pretty much similar reasons. I do think that the action is pretty good at the end there with you know that that final scene. Um, a little bit of stuff beforehand is is pretty good, but that all feels like okay middle of the road kind kind of stuff. There there isn't anything mm-hmm. that really popped out to I think make it much better. Uh, so yeah, that's it from yeah. uh, three. All right, Tony, let's wrap this one up with the last 12%. Do you want to give this extra points for any reason? I'll give it one extra point. Uh, we For the first time, we hear Infinity Stones, and we hear a little bit of the lore about Infinity Stones. So, Ooh, okay. Yeah, which is big. <laughs> All right, that's a good reason. Uh, Darcy, I think, gets some more stuff in this movie, and just as a character that I think is great, I am glad that she's like got more of a role so as a result this movie gets an extra point i'm not lumping that in with humor um just or characters <laughs> yeah or characters exactly or just, you know talks about anything all right so uh we've done the first eight we're halfway through we have uh eight more all right and, uh, tony let's move on to the next one yeah maybe we should speed this up a little bit all right winter soldier <laughs> uh protagonist what do you think about our protagonist and winter soldier yeah so um uh, trying to think about this, um, you know, we, we have a uh, cap, we have black widow, um, Falcon shows up mm-hmm. and, uh, Nick Fury. And that's pretty much it. Um, and overall them working together, we get like, this is the first movie where we get any real storyline involving Natasha. Um, and then also, uh, Falcon showing up and him having one of my favorite lines of the MCU overall, where uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Natasha asks him, like, hey, what do you do? And he just points to the cap and he says, I do what he does, only slower. <laughs> um, so overall, giving this a four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love all the characters. Um, they're really grounded, which that's one thing about this Captain America movie is very, very grounded. Um, so I'm going to give it a five, uh, especially since I love Natasha in this. And this is the first time, like, she was interesting in the Avengers, but this is the first time, you, like, you get to know her a little bit. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, antagonists are villains. We've pretty much Hydra, Alexander Pierce, and uh, the Winter Soldier himself. What do you think? Yeah. So this was really interesting because, you know, we get um... – I don't want to call it like a twist, but you know, we, we get the, Oh no, Hydra's everywhere kind of thing. And there's a lot in terms of fighting them. Um, honestly, I just, I have to say Robert Redford just showing up was like, <laughs> like that alone was great. Um, such a, such a great actor. Um, and you know, the character he pulled off was, was really good for it. Uh, and even winter soldier. Um, I still complain that this one, like, this is one of those scenarios where the title of the movie didn't have much to do with 
with the movie. Like, I feel like they just wanted to call it the Winter Soldier because yeah. he shows up. They could have had other names that were a little bit better. But uh, uh, overall, I, I'm teetering between four and a five on this one. Um, I'm going to give this a five. I think this was actually really good. Going with five. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Uh, the Hydra twist was actually surprising somewhat. I wish they didn't promote that Bucky was a soldier in the trailers, but that was good. But also, Alexander Pierce was a good, like, maniacal villain, and Bucky as a physical villain was incredible. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, humor. Uh, what made you chuckle, Al? <laughs> um, that, that's one of the things. I don't remember what made me chuckle. Like, this was a much more serious movie, and mm-hmm. I do know that jokes happen uh but i can't think of any really uh so i i know it happened but because i can't think of a lot i have to go middle of the road I'm giving this one a three okay well i'm gonna tell you what happened and what i enjoyed <laughs> okay. um uh natasha trying to set steve up all the time <laughs> oh yeah um how they killed sitwell just have him thrown out of the car and then <laughs> the truck just hitting him. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, Sam stuff. Uh, on the left, right at the beginning. Um, when he jumps out of the, um, <laughs> the building that's crashing and he goes, I said the 47th floor. And Fury goes, they don't write the floors on the outside of the building. All that stuff. It's not the funniest. I agree. It's not packed with humor, but the humor that it had, I really enjoyed. So I'm giving it a four for humor. Okay. On action. I, I it, it has to be a five. Honestly, yeah. this this movie had such good action in different forms. Uh, you have the iconic scene of the the elevator fight, which you mm-hmm. always have to reference. Anytime there's anything with an elevator, I mean, we referenced it like at least twice in that one episode we rewound of Agents of Shield with Daisy, and yep. she didn't even fight. Like we were, we were complaining that she didn't have a cool fight, but there was an elevator. Um, you know, the the beginning, the op- uh, intro or the, mm-hmm. the opening, I mean, to the movie with the the cool fight stuff on that uh, that boat. Uh, the thing at the end, anything with Falcon was just really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's five out of five for me. Yep, five out of five for me too. Um, this movie is the high point in action in the MCU to this day. Uh, especially since, though it's cool all the CG stuff, I like real physical fighting. Or I mean, not real physical fighting. I like to see the stunt work, practical stunt work, and you get that in this movie. So five out of five for me. Um, last twelve percent. Anything else that you want to add to this? um you know i wish i had thought about these a little bit more in terms of like why would i give a movie extra points because i just want to give this one more for for reasons i i I just don't have a lot um like honestly i think one of my one of the the things i keep going back to is like iconic stuff in Mm -hmm. the mcu and i i just have to give it extra points for that alone so just because of the stuff that this gives to the mcu that you remember when you think of the mcu uh, i'm giving it an extra two points for that yeah i'm i agree with all that the iconic stuff but also how this changes the mcu like removing shield which was the linchpin of phase one Mm -hmm. that was huge how it 
made Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so much more interesting. Uh, that one, too. Um, I'm going to give this uh, five extra points. So we're up to uh, 43 on that one. Should I do a quick recap of our scores? Yeah, let's, let's do the top three, just to keep it small. Top three. All right. Uh, in third place, hold on, let me scroll a little bit. Third place with 38 points is Captain America, the First Avenger. In second place with 43 points is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And currently in first place with 46 points is the Avengers. Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so let's go ahead and move on to the next movie uh which i think was number 10 yep number 10 in our list of 16 guardians of the galaxy so the first guardians movie tony what do you think of the protagonists in this movie i mean they're awesome and there's five of them so i gotta give them five points right there <laughs> yeah no it's like i was worried uh frankly because it's one thing to have six protagonists in the avengers but we already knew most of them now we've got five brand new antagonists. Are we going to know them? Are, are they going to get time to shine? And yes, yes, they will. And yes, they did. So I'll give it five. Okay. I was teetering between four and five. Um, you know, same thing. The you know we, we had to get the intro stories for each one of these characters. Some of them we got like pretty much nothing. Uh, mm -hmm. Like Rocket, we get, we get like a, two lines from his backstory. And then we never actually get any more from him in, in any of the other stuff. Maybe in Guardians 3. We'll yeah. see what happens there. Um, it, it, but, uh, you know, the, the whole thing, like, God, even Groot, who can only say, I am Groot, like, we get a whole thing about him, uh, or just, you know, we, we get more of his personality, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, and how he sacrifices himself to say we are Groot, and all this, this stuff. Um, so, I, yeah, I'll give it a five. I have to go with a five just because of all of that. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to antagonists. Tony, what do you think of the antagonists in this movie? Well, the antagonists are Ro uh, Ronan the Accuser, mm -hmm. Nebula. I wouldn't really count Thanos because, I mean, yes, he's an antagonist, but he's just in his chair the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, he's, he's just around. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think the antagonists are pretty weak. Ronan's pretty weak. Uh, Character-wise. and Oh, wait. I guess the um, Ravagers are also antagonists, but they end up helping, so I don't know where to place them. <laughs> but either way, um, Ronan's pretty weak, and the Nebula is a pretty one-note, just angry character. We don't get more about her until the second movie, really. So I'll give this one... I'll give it two. It's not as bad as Thor: The Dark World, so I'll give it two points. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I I've been debating between two and three points. Um. Mm -hmm. Because you know while we gave a bunch of points for the protagonists, you know all the story and the stuff that we get with them does come at the cost of any kind of story and anything we get for the antagonists. Um. And just to to add another one that you listed, um, the Nova Corps, uh, kind of are an antagonist, right? Because they're arresting. Yeah. the guardians but then at the end they also help them so that's a whole switch of a thing um so i i'm gonna give this a three for the antagonists uh because you know we, we get kind of that that back and forth with some of the 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 antagonists and but overall it's another you know the main villain ronin just wants to be evil he wants some power still yeah. better than malekith but eh, not <laughs> by much yeah 
All right, Tony, let's move on to humor. What do you think of the humor in this movie? Uh, this is another five out of five. It is one that makes me laugh out loud every time I see it, even though I know the humor is coming up. <laughs> yeah, just like it's I... one of these movies that's just funny every time. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, same for me. I, I don't have much else to say. It's it's hilarious, uh, and it's one of my absolute favorites just because of the humor alone. So, yeah. All right, Tony, the action. What do you think of the action in this movie? Uh, the action's really great. I, I can only think of maybe one or two iconic things in the action, so I'm not going to give it a perfect five out of five. But... Uh, Especially with Rocket and Groot on um, just shooting up the prison was really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna give it four out of five. It was great action, but it wasn't as iconic as we get in like the Avengers or uh, Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm giving it the same score, four out of five. Um, there were a couple of things that I also thought were little. Um, you know how when you were complaining about uh, Thor the Dark World where you've got little guy picking up a giant rock boulder kind of thing? Mm -hmm. I feel the same with uh, Ronan when he did that with um, the what's his name, uh, Drax. You know, he picked him up by the one, yeah. the, the, the one arm, you know, by the neck, that whole thing. That, that kind of gave me the, the same feeling. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, the, the action was really cool. And also one of the things I thought was the different style of action that some of these characters have like especially star lord with his more uh roguelike fighting kind of stuff you know with the, the rocket boots to you know he's not flying in the air he's just like he needs them to propel forward mm -hmm. kind of thing and stuff like that so yep four out of five for me all right all right so lastly the last 12 percent tony are there uh any other points that you want to give this movie? yeah i'm gonna give this three extra points all because of the soundtrack <laughs> I mean, frankly, no other MCU movie except for the sequel has a soundtrack like this and it's such iconic songs. And now to, I'll hear one of those songs and I'll know exactly what part of the movie is, uh, should be playing, even if I hear it like on uh, Spotify or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm debating between two and three points uh, for the same reason. Uh, soundtrack was great. You know, it brought back uh, a reminder of all these other songs. Um, and also, it, it, it has probably one of probably the most uh most uh, quoted lines from a from any of the mcu films i am group so yeah. <laughs> uh I'll, I'll give this a three also all right moving on to avengers age of ultron remembered as a disappointing movie for most people um but what did you think of it How, more specifically the protagonist so yeah i like overall i i don't really know why uh people consider it disappointing like it's it's still a really good mm -hmm. movie on its own it holds up really well i think in my mind one of the problems it has is that it is the weakest of the avengers movies but yeah. all of those avengers movies are better than so many of these mcu films because of you know the characters that come in the, these main characters um you know and then you also have uh two new protagonists that were added in here you've got wanda and Pietro, mm -hmm. um, even though they, they start off as antagonists, but they end as protagonists, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm including their points for both categories. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, you, you know, the, the big thing I remember when we were rewinding it was that 
when this movie starts, the Avengers, they are a team. They have been working together and they work really well together. I, I have to give this one another five. Five out of five. All right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any reason I would take away any points. <laughs> I mean, not really. Even uh, even though Pietro's not in this movie a lot and he's not in the MCU a lot, he's still kind of iconic. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll give this five out of five. Yeah. It's also got my best, my favorite uh, shot of Wanda in the whole movie when she comes out of those doors to destroy all their Ultron bots. It was really awesome. Anyway, uh, antagonists. Um, it, it's his age, so Ultron, and then half of Pietro and half of Wanda, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, this is a, a little tough one. Like, I'm thinking for, I, I want to give it five. I just, it doesn't feel like it's that great mm-hmm. um you know when you get to the end of the movie it's again the avengers are fighting an army of faceless enemies uh but ultron as a character is it's not generic robot you know mindlessly killing people it's like a smart character of a like a person that you think of mm-hmm. just happens to be a robot um and then this person also convinces two other people like hey you should you should help me unfortunately he you know takes a little step too far and and they they figure out his plans um but yeah ultron i thought was done really well as as a character um and i i wanted i want to do five but i just i can't go that far so i i have to i have to give it a four yeah i mean ultron is a really good character um not the best like not that i'm beholden to the source material because I'm not, but it's not, he's not the same character he was in the comics, which is a little disappointing. And also, I don't think Pietro and Wanda as hench people work well. I just, I didn't really like them as henchmen. I thought they were kind of, it didn't totally make sense other than hating Stark. It didn't totally make sense why they were evil or went along with Ultron. So I'm going to give this them a three. Okay. Yeah. Um, humor. Ha ha ha. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, I, you know, this is another movie where I can't think of a lot of lines from this one, but I know that it had a lot. And mm-hmm. because I can remember that it, it had a lot, I know that I was laughing quite a bit. Um, I, I, it's, it, I'm giving it a four, four out of five. Yeah, I mean, this one, people complain about Joss Whedon's quips, which I could kind of understand, even though, yes, he's a terrible person. I still enjoy his writing. <laughs> um, this pushed his quippiness too far for me. I it, it makes sense for Tony to be like that. But Steve was making quips, which I did not like. Um... Thor, even sometimes I and then I don't know where I would put this. I would say it's humor because it's played for laughs a little bit, but the relationship between Natasha and Bruce is something I seriously don't like. And they do joke around with it, hiding the zucchini and stuff like that. So I guess I'll put that in humor. But then, oh god damn it. Then the party scene is so good. So, yeah, I guess I'll go for a four. I was like, 
three, two, three, four, four, three, four. Okay, four. <laughs> yeah. It, no, no, I'm going with a three. I'm sorry. I'm going with a three. I can't understand. <laughs> yeah, the humor was tough on this one. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, the, the Joss Whedon influence on this movie, because he, I, I know he directed it. I, I think he wrote he, it or he wrote it. it. Um, okay, yeah. And this was pretty much the height of his influence within the MCU. Mm-hmm. After that, he's, I mean, because he, he leaves essentially after this. There's yeah. a lot of disagreement back uh, back and forth. Um, and it kind of, it works out, I think, well for the MCU also, because mm-hmm. we start to get a lot more variety in, in the movies. We too. do. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the Russos start kind of steering the ship uh, with Civil War and then the next couple of Avengers movies and then lining up with that. So I think it worked out better for the more serious. I couldn't imagine an Infinity War or an Endgame that Joss Whedon was still directing. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, action in this movie. Yeah. So this movie was filled with quite a bit of action. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it opens on a really big action scene of, like I said, as a team, the Avengers yep. are together fighting against Hydra. Um, you had a couple of scenes fighting against uh, miscellaneous robot stuff with Ultron. You have when Ultron first shows up at the party, uh, trying to steal back the uh, robot body. You had the really kick-ass fight scene between Hulkbuster armor and yeah. Hulk. And that's <laughs> just amazing. Yeah, like, uh, and then you know the end fight scene felt I want to say maybe a little generic in the Avengers versus a, a giant army, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, when you ignore that stuff and you just fight and you just, you know, have them as a team fighting against one large Ultron body, I don't know, like an eight foot tall one or something, um, that was pretty good. Uh, so I, I'm going to round up to five for that, for the action of this movie. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to give this one a four, uh, mostly because the fighting battle, the the last part of the battle after like they do that three ray thing on them and then just like hulk punches him everything after that is like kind of lackluster i feel like it it ends more on a down note and they just let big puffy ultron get away just to kill um quicksilver and i didn't like that but the rest of the action scenes I loved, especially the Hulkbuster versus Hulk fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, last twelve percent. Is there any extra points you would give this? Um. Honestly, I can't think of anything that I want yeah. to give this this movie. Um. I want to remove a point. Okay. Um. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to add negatives because we we didn't say that we would do that, but. Uh, the reason that I would want to is for that weird setup in the middle of the movie where Thor goes off and he gets a vision of the future and Ragnarok happening. And that was uh, that is something that uh, it was worse in this movie than anywhere else. But mm-hmm. it, it, that kind of stuff does show up a little bit more in other MCU movies of just setting up future MCU stuff. Uh, it just... Uh, I think from what I read, there was like a lot of infighting between Joss Whedon and other executives. I'm sure Kevin Feige was probably involved. Um, And so as a result, we got the probably the worst possible way of doing that, I guess. Um, Yeah. So that that really just takes you out of the movie. Um, But anyway, to answer your question, Tony, no, I don't have any extra points. Yeah, I think that's the problem with this movie is 
so many movies are greater than the sum of their part parts, which is why we give the extra, extra points. Age of Ultron is perfectly adequate for an Avengers movie. It has great character beats, but it has nothing extra that sets it apart from most other movies. So I will also not give it any extra on points. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's go ahead and move on to the next movie in the MCU, Ant-Man. All right, Tony, uh, we have a handful of protagonists in this movie. What do you think of them? I've I've shared my opinions on Ant-Man, and as much as I I like Luis, um, <clears throat> I think um, Hope is a pretty generic, just like kind of a stereotypical woman who, you know, she's just business. She, you know, the the cold-hearted woman, which is a stereotype in a lot of movies and TV shows, which I don't like. And also, Paul Rudd, though entertaining, is just Paul Rudd. Um, so, <laughs> frankly, I'm it's not bad. I'm gonna give this two out of five for, uh, here for protagonists. <laughs> okay, uh, I am gonna go up one. Um, for the most part, a lot of these characters do feel one dimensional, mm -hmm. but Paul Rudd just playing Paul Rudd, I think, adds to it for me. Um. It, it would have been a very different movie if someone else played Ant-Man instead of Paul Rudd. Uh, but I do think that this was a good version that we got. Also, I think you're forgetting about Luis. And... I said Luis. That's why I gave it oh. two points instead of one. He was oh, the sorry, first one I... I said. Oh, <laughs> then I completely missed it. I probably started paying attention after. So, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm moving up to, to three points. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's move on to antagonists. Tony, what do you think of... Um, I guess Jeff Bezos. I don't know who else was in this. Yeah, it's just uh, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and I feel about uh, Darren Cross the same way I feel about the real Jeff Bezos. Is He does more harm than good. Um, though he is useful to get the story or in real world to get the like toilet paper I ordered. Um, <laughs> no, it's... I'm another two, honestly. He's he's nothing great <laughs> about him. <laughs> uh, same. Uh, he's just there to be a villain because the heroes need to do something. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like the heroes are doing stuff because of this villain. Like they, you know, they, they end up grabbing. Um, I already forgot the character's name. Paul Rudd. To Scott, uh, yeah, Scott, like uh, to break in and steal all this stuff, etc. Um, but I, I think it also extends that at the end, you know, that this fight scene, the you know, the big fight scene between the hero and the villain is the exact same character again. And I feel like they did this in one of no, the worst ways because it really he's was the exact same character with lasers. Exactly, and I think he could fly. I couldn't remember if he could. I don't know. I, I maybe yes yes he could he's got like little <laughs> iron man jetpacks okay yeah so yeah same thing um so for that reason i also have to give it a two yeah all right um moving on to the humor what do you think of the humor in this movie Tony? the humor is where this movie shines it does Luis is funny even though i complained about paul rudd just playing paul rudd paul rudd is a funny guy so <laughs> you can't deny that um I'm going to give this 
four out of five. No, I'm gonna give it five. I don't. I don't really want to give it a five, but I can't think of a reason not to because it's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay, um, I am gonna echo everything that you said except for the parts where you were questionable about the five. Okay. I very solidly, very solidly want to give this one a five. All right, uh, action. What do you think of the action scenes? Uh, the action was creative, and it was stuff we hadn't seen before. I've, I've never seen a hero who could shrink and grow at will. Um, I'm going to give the action a four, because it was creative. It wasn't like the physical stuff that I enjoy, but you know, I didn't expect a giant tank to burst out of a building. I didn't expect... <laughs> I love the fight scene in uh, Cassie's bedroom where he thinks he's going to get killed by Thomas the Tank Engine. I mean, it was good. It was entertaining. But it wasn't perfect. <laughs> I, I am echoing you word for word again. Also a four out of five. Uh, same reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing super great, iconic, but just cool, fun stuff. Uh, fun action. Mm -hmm. yep. All and right, I... so... Oh, sorry? Oh, I was I was going to jump the gun. So introduce what our next category is. <laughs> uh, so the last category again, the last twelve percent. Are there any extra points you want to give this movie, Tony? I will add one point because I like the scene where um Falcons in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I forgot about that. Uh, I am also going to give it an extra point uh, for similar reasons because you know we do get some other MCU crossover, right? We've got mm -hmm. the Falcon showing up. Um, and also that scene, I thought did a pretty good job. You know, they, uh, th there was a just random thing of like, Hey, we're the heroes, but we don't have everything. We do kind of have to do this little side quest over here to get this thing. Um, we're not going to set it up too much. It does feel a little bit like they're taking you out of it, but it makes a lot of sense, I think. So it, it works. Um, also we get the other, um, uh, uh, cameo of Peggy Carter showing up right at the start of this movie. So oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm also giving it an extra point for that stuff, too. All right. Moving on to Captain America Civil War, or as I like to call it, Avengers 2.5. Mm -hmm. All right. So it is hard when we say protagonists, because technically, like, depending on whose point of view you take, some are heroes or antagonists. But we'll just talk about all our heroes with protagonists. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's the mindset I was going into it, too. Yeah. Um, which which makes it hard. I mean, because like all the characters themselves are great. They're great together. You get the cool intro of T'Challa showing up. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't know if we're counting Bucky as a protagonist. I am. Yeah. Because he was protagonist for most of the movie, just a little portion of what he wasn't. Um, I it, I have to give it. I I'm on I'm on the fence between a four and a five here. Um, and because this is another scenario where there's so many of them, um, but on the ones where we do get the uh, get the, the time to work with, they do a really good job. So you know what? I'm I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah, I agree. The, we get every hero, even the heroes that show up for just a few minutes, like uh, Scott or Peter Parker. Um, they get time to shine. You really get to know their characters. They get cool scenes. Uh, I'm giving five also for this. Um, antagonists, who is really Zemo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this one's tough because the uh, you know similar to what we were saying or what I was saying at least for Guardians of the Galaxy, 
the the heroes, the protagonists, got a lot of the storyline of just mm-hmm. kind of dealing with Fallout that happened. And in this scenario, we get a lot less screen time and storyline of Zemo. And even though he was really good, really interesting character, the kind of stuff he did, there wasn't much that he he did as far as in the movie goes, right? He he was around for like two big scenes and then kind of like a couple of 30 second scenes yeah. or something to that effect, right? So it I I, I kind of want to go down to a three, but he did such a good job. I'm going to give him a four. No, I'm going to go... My reasoning is the same as you, but I am going to go with a three. He was an effective villain, but he wasn't a memorable villain. Like, he's definitely memorable more now because of Falcon and the Murray Soldier. Because mm-hmm. of the dancing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but in this movie, he was like effective but not a huge character so yeah um humor what do you think about the humor in this movie i know there was humor (laughs) i can't think of a lot yeah (laughs) i so because of that i'm just gonna go middle of the road and give it a three i agree um there was there was yeah i don't want to repeat exactly what you said because i think our listeners would not enjoy that (laughs) <laughs> but I agree with what you said. <laughs> um, action. This movie was nothing but action, right? Yeah. Like, I think there was uh, a scene where they talked a little bit and, and there was no action in that scene. Was that, was that pretty much it? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little worried. Like, every time I watch this movie again, and I, I or like, not when I watch it, when I think about the movie, I always think that maybe there's too much action in this film. Um, and too much, because I think part of it is, I still think, of, of like similar to what you were saying earlier, this is a movie where if they had talked a little bit more, mm-hmm. they could have avoided so much action. They could have just flat out not destroyed an entire airport. Um, which, that still bothers me. Like, they're all adults. Come on. Um so I, I kind of want to remove some of the action points for that because it was gratuitous. That's right. So I'm, I'm going to give it a four. four out of five. All right. I disagree with you. I think they weren't gratuitous and they were all necessary. 100%. <laughs> five out of five. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, we're doing last 12%. Well, I'll, when I do my score, I'll, I'll ask you a question. But is there anything extra you would add to this movie? Um, this movie did a really good job of introducing characters who will later get movies. And it, it kind of set up a little bit of how their I assume that their 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 formula is gonna be in, in the um uh, not too distant future with things. Um even though this is the only movie that I think has done that. Um so I'm gonna give it one point for that. But that's it. Yeah. Now, we established earlier we can't take away points in our last 12%, right? Right. Damn it. Then I'm giving it no extra <laughs> points. Because my complaint about this is it's not a Captain America movie. And I would take <laughs> well, away I a agree. point for That's that. Fair. <laughs> it should not be, this should be Marvel's Civil War. And there should be another freaking Captain America movie. <laughs> in my well, opinion. I mean, we are going to get one, but yes. I mean, there should be another Steve Rogers Captain America movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. 
All right. So uh, let's move on to movie number 14 of our mm-hmm. 16 in the list. So we're down to the last three. Doctor Strange. Tony, what do you think of the protagonists in this Doctor Strange movie? I'm going to give it a three. Not because I dislike any protagonists. I like them all, except for the first half of Doctor Strange's story. He's just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked right. about that with TK. It's like in the first section of the movie, it was hard to root for him as a protagonist. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it did make liking him as a protagonist a little bit easier later when he became yeah. a not horrible person. Um, yeah. <laughs> the bar was um, low and he barely stepped over it. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm also giving it a three, uh, especially because as far as the main protagonist goes, he it was just standard hero's journey stuff. Mm-hmm. So he hey, he's a person who's all right, and then something happened, now he's on this journey, and then later he gets powers. Cool, he's the special boy with the special powers. Um, and then, you know, some of the other characters were also really cool. Wong was cool. Yeah. Um, the other guy who, I guess, Mor- turns evil at the end, whose name Mordo. I always forget. Mordo, yeah. Uh, the Ancient One, she was really cool. Yeah. So, a lot of good on the supporting cast characters, mm-hmm. but, yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to antagonists. What do you think of the antagonists, Tony? Well, we've got Caecilius and Dormammu. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly Caecilius, who was... He has a Malekith or um, Ronan problem of he's evil because he's evil problem. So I can't give him that big, uh, that many points. I thought Dormammu was more interesting, but he doesn't do anything he's more of a force of nature than an actual character so i'm going to also give our antagonists three points okay um i'm going with the same score three points for same reasons um caecilius gets a little bit of a backstory something about his wife and he's angry they don't they don't really say much that's it yeah uh dormammu gets like two minutes and i think they just wanted dormammu um and to establish the time stone for later on time travel reasons mm-hmm. that's that's it that's all i've got so mm-hmm. wasn't too much all right let's move on to humor what do you think of the the humor of this uh the humor was forced in this movie mm-hmm. yeah uh i like the mr doctor part but that's about it um i'm gonna give the humor too this is pretty much one of the weaker in the humors in this movie yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the same right there. I, I see we're so far thinking the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the humor was there because they felt like they needed it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Action. What do you think of the action, Tony? It was interesting. Uh, it's definitely stuff we hadn't seen before. Um, both the mirror dimension stuff and the energy projection. Uh, pretty much all of wizardy stuff we had never seen before and i enjoyed um i'll give it a three for action because though it was interesting and visually arresting it was i didn't feel like our heroes were in danger because it was very artificial okay um also i i didn't want to interrupt you while you were talking tony but they're sorcerers because they don't have hats you're right totally Um, I'm also giving it a three, middle of the road. Uh, The action itself, like being new, you know, all the magic stuff is cool seeing Mm -hmm. that. Um, You know, this is one of the ways that they're going to keep 
the MCU fresh with any of the new stuff that they bring in of just this wide variety of stuff that they can draw from the comics that, that already has existed and been refined over decades. Um, but I think, or I feel like some of that action was just the same over and over, um, the same kind of fighting. Like, all right, cool, they've got uh, this shield. Okay, they're going to keep using the, the magic shield. Or they have the magic spear thing. Okay, they, they keep using magic spear or spear. It, it doesn't change too much. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, and last category, the last 12%. Any extra points you want to give this movie? Yeah, I'll actually give this movie um, four extra points for, again, bringing another corner of the MCU in, expanding it with the multiverse, and also we've never seen visuals like what we saw in like Strange's vision before. And even though we've all seen Inception, uh, bringing that kind of mirror universe stuff into the MCU was interesting. Plus, Dormammu, I've come to bargain, is the most creative way to get rid of the big bad that they've come up with so far. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, for all the reasons that you've said, I'm also giving it points, but I'm only going to give it two. I, I feel okay. like four was a bit much, but okay. <laughs> all right, so, um, listeners, we're going to go into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, even though you have not heard that. We've already recorded it. <laughs> so I'll find out tomorrow if I'm going to leave that in or edit it all out. We'll find out what happens. But we're going to rank them here because we don't know our new rankings for those two movies. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Protagonists. What are you thinking, Al? Um, this one's tough. Like They were all good. Um, Rocket is just an ass of mm-hmm. a person. Um Baby Groot was fun. Essentially a new character, right? Yeah. Um, Drax has changed. Uh, he was funnier. And then you have uh, Gamora and Star-Lord, who, as characters, just... You know, they were having a lot more fun in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they were serious. And so, as a result, they have less fun. And then we, as the audience, have less fun because they're, you know, they're not joking around, that kind of stuff. Um, less so... Like overall, I'm saying the protagonists were were not as entertaining and not as great as, as in the first movie, and I'm giving him a four, four out of five. Okay. I think they were better than the first movie. Um, I think because a lot of these characters have deeper pathos, deeper emotions, and we get inside their heads more. Um, it's not not all about humor to me. Like, yeah, I didn't laugh as much, but um. I did. I felt like I understood the characters better afterwards. Um, so I gave him five points. Antagonists, uh, ego, the sovereign, um, taser face. Ah, <laughs> uh, taser face. Um, you know when when you only think of it as ego that's a an interesting character mm-hmm. right it's uh you you're getting more more backstory of peter um you have a, a a literal god celestial being uh who's a planet who wants to take over the galaxy giving the guardians another reason to just fall ass backwards into saving the galaxy again so mm-hmm. that's their thing okay <laughs> um uh the the ravagers just kind of i don't want to say that felt forced it it felt like it made sense in the storyline of what existed but it just 
didn't feel like it needed to really be there. Like, I think they just wanted to play up the dad storyline um, with uh, um, Yondu. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm giving the antagonist uh, a four. I'm like, I'm rounding up to four. I agree. I even think the Sovereign were interesting, though kind of ineffective. They were more of a obstacle than the actual characters. Taserface, though hilarious, not much of an antagonist. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Also, like, just another point against them because of the Sovereign. Like, the Sovereign show up at the end of the movie for the giant fight just for the sake of being another obstacle mm-hmm. in the way. Like, they, they didn't even need to. They, they could have just fought more Ego, but we got more flashy lights fighting yeah. the Sovereign. Like, it... it, it... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, Humor. Um, you know, I remember not liking the humor as much in this movie um, as the first one. Yeah. And rewatching it recently, I was reminded that the first half of the movie, not as funny as the second half. Second half, super hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I, I still think I have to give this one a five. It was still great. Yeah. On the humor side. I thought, yeah, I think the opening battle humor was great. And you're right, it does, like, sag a little bit, but once we get Mantis in there, the humor just comes right back up for me. Mm -hmm. So I'll give it a five as well. (laughs) All right, um, moving on to action. So there was a lot of action in this movie. Um, A lot of uh, different kinds. You know, you've got the the opening scene uh, Mm -hmm. of uh, action fighting that, whatever beast that comes from another dimension uh even though you miss a lot of it because you've got Groot dancing around but you know that's how babies fight i guess i I assume um and then uh you know you've got the cool thing with rocket versus all those ravagers uh then you've got uh uh yondu with his arrow thing destroying that ravager ship and then i guess the final uh big thing would be the fight against ego um it, it was fun action um, nothing super amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm giving it a four out of five. Okay. Uh, I'll echo a lot of what you say, except for I did not like the action in the final battle. I didn't like Pac-Man versus Giant Ego, frankly. <laughs> so I'll give it a three, a little less. <laughs> okay. And last 12%. Is there anything extra you would add? Not really anything, no. Um... I'm glad we got an actual end storyline to Star-Lord's dad stuff, mm-hmm. but not enough to give that a point. I'm, that's it. I'm, I'm giving it zero extra points. I'll give it one extra point because I like the disco song at the end. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, we are at the last movie, the mm-hmm. uh, 16th one, Spider-Man Homecoming, which as Tony said, uh, we have already uh, recorded our um reviews for even though we haven't released them um we did think ahead we did not give this movie a rating even though we did already give a rating to uh guardians volume 2 so ignore that one um and then now you get to know what we're going to do with homecoming so tony what do you think of the protagonists in spider-man homecoming um in my mind the protagonists are peter and ned they're the most important (laughs) i will give them a four 
Because, yeah, they are really real teenagers. They act like real teenagers would be in the situation. Unfortunately, I don't love real teenagers. <laughs> so I will go with a four for them. <laughs> uh, it's it's tough because I feel like they're little or they're they're middle of the road, you know, as far as protagonisty stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to give them a four because I like them, but I can't. I still have to give them a three. Okay. I just it's it feel they feel very middle of the road. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All right, the antagonists. What do you think of the antagonists in this movie? It, he's a good twist, and he's menacing after we find out who is the vulture is. But he's not a character... Like, when I think of like great villains in the MCU, he's definitely not one of them. Um, I would give him a three out of five. And that's mostly because of that great twist when we find out that he's... Um, um, her dad. What's her name? <laughs> I I don't remember. Uh, Liz, God, this was the Liz. last thing we recorded. <laughs> yep. Well, all Black Widow was, but still. <laughs> yeah, we we've been doing a lot of things out of order recently. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Liz is dead. So Liz, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the opposite of what you said. Like the. You know, the, uh, as far as our, our main villain goes, the main antagonist right there is the Vulture. Um, you know, I thought that he was a great first villain for this character, for this Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to add on to the antagonist also, um, I am choosing to count Tony Stark as an antagonist for our hero. Because okay. even though there was some helping, he was kind of this this uh, father figure in the sense of like, Hey teenager, uh, you messed up. I don't want you to get hurt. Go to your room without your powers. You know stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so that that really affected the character and affected the growth of Spider-Man in this instance. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four, and I'm rounding down to a four. That's kind of how I'm seeing that. Okay. All right, Tony. What do you think of the humor in this movie? I thought the humor was good. It wasn't great. Especially everything with Karen was excellent. Um, yeah, there's not much to say beyond that, so I'm going to give it a four for humor. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it made me laugh, but it didn't make me think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and pretty much same here. Um, also a four. It was, it was fun. It was really good. Um, the the humor really fit the movie and, and the character, and I know most of them. Most of these MC movies that we've talked about, the the humor usually fits those characters, but I feel like this was like spot on for mm. for these kinds of characters. So, yep, also a four. All right, let's move on to action. What do you think of the action? Tony? I like the action. This is great Spider Man action, and Spider Man is the one hero we've seen most versions of, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it like compared to the rest of the MCU. It wasn't amazing, so I think I will give this one three for action. Okay, uh, I'm doing the same thing as you. Uh, a three. Um, <clears throat> we didn't get a ton of action. Like this is another movie of the hero learning their powers, uh, and because of that, it usually feels a little bit weak on some of that action stuff until mm-hmm. you get to the end of the movie. And honestly, in this movie, he didn't have a lot of action in, in the end. Um, but what we saw was still really good. So I'll just go on with that three. 
All right, Tony, last bits. What do you want to give this for any extra points for our 12% category? I'll give it an extra two per, uh, two points, uh, mostly because of Tom Holland's portrayal of Peter and how how this feels like Peter Parker more than any other version of Peter Parker. So, yeah. I, too, am also giving it an extra two points. Uh, for the same reason, like I, I feel like this is a, a I mean, this is a very different um, uh, Spider-Man movie compared to what we've had before, and and I, I really like it. All so. right, all right. So, um, I think we should uh, read off the top three, uh, which I have written down over here, Tony. Oh. Um, sound good? Well, I think we should go through the whole thing, right? Because we oh, still okay. need uh, if there are any ties or anything. Oh, okay. All right, that sounds good. Well, then in that case, yeah. listeners, I'm going to cut out a little bit right here because there's going to be a little bit of back and forth between Tony and I right now. Okay, so now that we have uh, totaled this up uh, and everything, we have our list, our ordered list of 16 movies, which is uh, currently on our website on mcurewind.com. And just click on the uh, movie rankings tab and you'll get to it. Um, Tony, you want to go ahead and read off the uh, the order? All right, in 16th place is The Incredible Hulk. 15 is Iron Man 2. And 14 is Thor The Dark World. I think those three didn't surprise anybody. <laughs> yeah. In 13th place, we have Thor, the original. 12th, we have Doctor Strange. 11th, Ant-Man. Didn't break the top 10? I'm happy. <laughs> Number 10 is Iron Man. Number 9, Iron Man 3. Number eight is Spider-Man Homecoming. Number seven, Captain America Civil War. Number six, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number five, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Number four, Captain America The First Avenger. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, Captain America... Al, you wrote Captain America Civil War twice. Oh no, I copy-pasted. Uh... <laughs> Well, hold on. Where's the... Oh, <laughs> that's supposed to be Winter Soldier. Number two is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Number two is Captain America. Win... Here the... Number two is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And number one, shocking nobody, is The Avengers. And then, Al, you would play the Avengers theme song right here. Or not, because we'll see. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, We'll see what happens when I have to do the editing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we've been talking about changing this up for a while. I'm glad we finally did it, and we have uh, a formula for doing this in the future. This mm -hmm. is how we'll be rating movies um, after Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm really glad that we finally got around to doing that, which also this ordering, very, very different from what we uh, yeah. currently had or used to have on our website. So glad we finally did that. All right, um, well, before we close out, uh, there's one other thing that I wanted to say. You know, Tony mentioned this at the beginning um, that this is our four year anniversary. Uh, the very first time that we recorded uh, anything for this podcast was on the 4th of July back in 2017. So, uh, Tony, this is like feels like a really big milestone because mm -hmm. I personally, I don't think I've done anything for four years. Like <laughs> high school, I went to two different high schools. Um, I haven't had a single job for more than four years. Uh, I was only in college for two years, <laughs> so, uh, oh, oh, uh, there's a few more months, but 
if we make it to October, I'll have been married for four years. So yeah. maybe that's another thing. So I thought we'll it was getting close to that, but I wasn't yeah. 100% sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, thank you, I guess, for um, having the idea that we should do this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, thank you for doing it with me because, honestly, we are both terrible at keeping in touch with people. So I'm glad we've been able to keep in touch at least these last four years doing this. And probably, <laughs> I mean, knowing the rate of the MCU forevermore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, this has been an incredibly long episode. Um, so we'll just go ahead, close it out now. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening, assuming that you've listened uh, to the entirety of this. And let us know if you think that uh, we were horribly wrong on any of these things if uh, you have reasons for wanting to have uh, to give one movie more or less points in different categories we're always curious to, to hear what everyone else has to say about that so uh listen to us uh on our regular show tomorrow uh july monday july 5th when we will be dropping part two of the gardens of the galaxy volume two uh rewinds that we've done so that middle section of the movie and in the meantime, please remember to follow us. We are on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And please, 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 please give us a five-star rating. We only have like 16 after four years of these. Come on, please. <laughs> anyway, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Have a marvelous day.